Welcome to the Counter Culture Marriage Podcast, where husbands love and cherish their wives, wives respect and adore their husbands, and all seek to honor God. This is your comprehensive guide to 21st century rebellion. We are your hosts, Sheldon and Leah Robinson. Today on the podcast, we have Scott and Jolie Kinney. Uh, Scott and Jolie have been faithfully married for over 26 years. In 2002, they began attending Calvary Tabernacle and as members have been ministering in the areas of Sunday school, Bible quizzing, and prayer and evangelism. Their son attends Calvary Christian School and their daughter attends Indiana Bible College. They also enjoy being with friends and family, hiking, and Dairy Queen. They also have a teenage dog named Bella. Well, Scott and Jolie, thank you guys so much for being on our podcast yeah, tonight. Welcome. welcome, you guys. Welcome. Nice thank to be you. here. Yes, it's fantastic. We're excited <laughs> to be here. Well, just to kind of get things rolling, we would love to hear how did you guys meet and what is your love story? Well, that's it's a long one. Um, this was back <laughs> in 94, 95. Yeah. Um, I was working. Um, at a job in a county, and actually I was working with Jolie's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I walked over to his desk and I said, hey, who's that girl on your desk, a picture? And uh, he said, that's my little sister, Skinny, you stay away from her. <laughs> and he said, actually, she's gonna be coming to work here in a few weeks. She uh, goes to school at IU and she's gonna come here for the summertime and work. Um, that summer, um, I wasn't in church at all, but I was impressed to go buy a Bible. So I was really seeking for God and I was meeting people left and right um, that wanted to talk to me about God. And my, my journey kept taking me a little bit higher, a little bit higher, you know, trying to learn a little bit more. And uh, when I met Jolie, uh, she was raised in Pentecost. Um, mm-hmm. Her parents uh, were uh, pastors. Um, so she, she had that, uh, you know, love people, the, the missionary mind in her mm-hmm. that says, I, I need to reach this person. Yeah. Um, and she invited me to church right away. Um, and I was baptized. Uh, and that first, I didn't get the Holy Ghost first night, but I was baptized. Um, never had a desire for alcohol again. Um, wow. God just took that out of me. Um, but we just, we just fell head over heels for each other and just oh. and loved her since. What a beautiful story. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jolie, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not that story, please. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Yeah. I mean, we've had, um, we've had a fantastic uh, run at 26 years. So we, it'll be 27 this, this August. Um, And just like with any marriage, of course, you have ups and downs. And we've experienced that as well. Um, but God's been faithful. And um, I think one of the things for me that that drew me to Scott was his ability to make me laugh. I mean, it was just yeah. very contagious and, um, you know, drawing. It, it drew me to him. And, it, you know, whether it was just the two of us out at dinner or if we were in a crowd, he, you know, always was able to cut up and and make jokes and and have people laughing. So, and through the years, I think I've, you know, at at different times, I'm sure that I've kind of taken that for granted Mm. and, you know, I have to remember, Hey, that, you know, this is something that, you know, drew me to him 
originally. And I need to allow him to have that fun, you know, cause I am, I am more of a serious minded person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I think we balance one another out, you know, well that way, because, you know, because that's how God's intense marriage, you know, for us, mm-hmm. for us to be partners and compliment one another. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. We hear a lot of people saying that like opposites attract, but they don't marry well, but <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like when you accept the other person for who they are, it really helps balance each other out and you guys fill in where each other's mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to have you guys on the podcast today because you guys have done something really incredible um, as you raised your kids, making the decision to raise your children without the influences of pop culture. So Sheldon and I have known Scott and Jolie for quite a few years. And one day when we were um, invited over to dinner, they had mentioned that their kids, they're not familiar with pop culture. And we were talking with their kids and they were like, yeah, we don't know about any of the shows. And was it like a game of apples to apples or something? I I, I feel like we were playing the game or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they weren't getting the references. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really cool. And I also just loved how excited, like how positive they were about this. Um, They weren't like, yeah, we don't know any of the shows. They're like, yeah, we're not really with them. And like, we're excited about this. So I think that this like really has a testimony of not just what you chose to do um, in making this decision with your kids, but like how you did it and um, the culture that you created in your home. So I would love to ask you, what led you to make the decision to raise your children without the influences of pop culture? Well, um, we just didn't want that stuff in their minds. Yeah. It's it's not godly to have all that, any kind of negative influence um, in your family and your children. And when they were young, we didn't just prop them from a, a TV and say, here, watch whatever show you want. And that's easy to do because life gets busy, gets hard, children are crying and, and you're stressed, you know, with work. So it's very easy to do. Um, but, you know, it's spending time with them, playing with them, playing games, um, take them outside, go on walks. Um, I would take a tent outside in the backyard and put it up and me and Colton would have a fun night out in the tent. Um, or even in in the house i would do it here in the living room put a tent inside of here put sleeping bags in there we just like camp outside the house um but just fun things like that and now as he got older which all kids are going to question because other kids have their influence on their at school at mm-hmm. church wherever they they see him um they may tell him hey you need to watch this video or you need to play mm-hmm. this game Mm-hmm. And there was times that Colton would say, hey, dad, I want an Xbox. Or I want this or that to play. And I think just saying no does a disservice to them. Yeah. Uh, but to say no, and here's the reason why. And to say there's, there's better things for you. And I'm not keeping you from that because I don't like you or I don't right. want you to have something good. I want you to have something better. Yeah. And I don't want that negative influence in your life. And you're going to be a better person for it. So um, we've all been a pretty close family. And I think they've done pretty well. 
And they've read a lot, a lot of books right here, book lady. <laughs> uh, a lot of books, a lot of reading, and that expands their mind too. Mm-hmm. So they've learned to read on their own and they get involved in those stories. They can think about it, visualize things. Right. This helps their mind with the creativity and, you know, the brain function. So you can know they're better off without it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, it's very similar to the way that I was raised as far as, you know, in a apostolic minister's home, we didn't have a, a television. So, you know, I would go to a friend's house or whatever and, and watch a, we'd, we'd watch a show or something. And, you know, they'd, they'd be like, oh, this is a rerun. This is old or whatever. I'm like, I, that's a I don't know what the rerun is. <laughs> All new to me. <laughs> right. But um, I mean, that was just the world that I grew up in. And mm-hmm. when we had kids, you know, I thought that's the world that I want them to grow up in as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be at work, at, you know, through the years and, and people would make references to songs and, you know, things mm-hmm. in pop culture. And I just, I, mm-hmm. I would not be able to relate to that, but I never, you know, I never, um, felt ashamed or embarrassed. Like you were lacking something because you didn't get that. Yeah. Right. 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 And I, I just felt like there's so many other areas that we can help our kids to grow and develop. We can expose mm-hmm. them to so many other good things mm-hmm. that it's, it's, you know, it's not a takeaway right. you know, not to be exposed to, you know, to, to the culture, you know, that's, that we're surrounded with each and every day, those negative influences and those types of things. Just, we didn't, we didn't want them to be bombarded with that. So we just yeah. tried to steer them in a different direction. Yeah. I do want to clarify. I mean, we did have a TV mm-hmm. and you would rent movies from the library, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, old 50s movies, uh, like yeah. mm-hmm. Stella, something like that. Things that are clean. Yeah. You know, there's no nudity, there's no cussing. Um, but that was still kind of limited. Um, mm-hmm. But they would appreciate, you know, just knowing, you know, the uh, there are some movies or some of that's acceptable but we stayed Mm -hmm. out of the mainstream stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but it was stuff that we would view first yeah yeah let's see if there's anything bad here and i think i would even clarify the that you know we had a tv we i'll say we never had cable cable or anything and we didn't have uh we had a i'd like i would like to say we had a monitor uh we didn't have tv Mm -hmm. on in the background we just Mm -hmm. that was not was not something we did we, we would a video player that was a, yeah and we would pop videos in you know for the kids once we'd watched them veggie tales and you know yeah. things like that through the years and i mean we would watch documentaries so you know there was there was those you know there was that type of entertainment um mm-hmm. but again it was limited we tried to you know make sure that there was a start and a stop to it so mm-hmm. it wasn't just a constant stream of uh, entertainment, whether whether right. it's good or bad entertainment, just you know, um, we didn't want them to be constantly entertained in that fashion. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What I grew up in was constant TV was on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never turned off. Mm-hmm. You always just plop down in front of the TV. And I didn't really learn to read that much. I don't enjoy joy reading, um, and it was probably because of that. Um, mm-hmm. But Jolie learned to enjoy that and has taught her kids to enjoy that. And it's making them more rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In their lives. 
You know, it's crazy. It's, it's such a paradigm shift when, when you were talking to uh, Scott at the beginning of, you know, you're answering that question, you're talking about, um, you know, finding other things to do. Right. And in my mind, because I'm very similar in my house, when I grew up around the clock, the TV, a TV, at least one. Right. And we had them in our own rooms, like heaven help us. It's a miracle. I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> a follower of Christ today. Yeah, but it's right. like, when you think of not having that influence, that pop culture influence on your kids, it's almost like modern default is, okay, how do you fill those gaps? When the reality is those aren't gaps. Like TV was not always an integral part (laughs) of raising human beings. Like that's a very recent (laughs) thing in the scope of human history. So that's so interesting that even me, right. (laughs) Kind of architect this podcast. was like, that'd be a lot of time gaps, but like, so we're, we're on the same path. Like our kids don't watch anything. They like a Disney uh, what's that show? Bluey. Bluey. We like Bluey. There's, there's a show called Bluey or like Cars or something. Like, so like a movie and you know, I'm, I'm not a Disney fan. So it's like, yeah. but it's so interesting. Like there's so many other things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole world out there. I wish I grew up more like, <laughs> more like Jolie where it's yeah. like, Hey books, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. now that I am an avid reader, it's like kind of catching up on everything I'm missing out on. Yeah. But I think that's incredible to have your kids already. I mean, that's a fast track. That's such an advantage yeah. because they don't, they're not going to have to filter through a lot of the garbage that I myself have had to filter through, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scott, he can attest to this, like the things that he's seen that he wish he hadn't now at this point, you yeah. know? So uh, that's incredible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I love too is that not only did you guys make this choice, um, but when they asked you about it, you didn't say, well, this is how it is. <laughs> you explained to them mm-hmm. your reasoning behind it and how it was going to make them better. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a really cool testament to how you are parenting your kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess the next question is, and I, I guess this probably wouldn't have happened from uh, Jolie's side of the family. Cause I, I think you said you're a pastor's daughter actually. So, right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. So were there any kind of pushback from, I guess, Scott's side of the family, maybe like some kind of pushback, like, Hey, your kids are a little weird. What if they don't, you know, especially like when we talk about homeschooling and things like that, there's always this kind of, well, what are they going to do for socialization? And well, it's like uh church and life, like get them out of the house, yes. you know, kind of yes. obvious <laughs> answers, but they don't really make that connection. Right. Yeah. So what, if any sort of pushback from family or friends, have you guys kind of experienced in this yeah. parental journey? If you guys, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't, I mean, I'll say my mm-hmm. side and you can say yours, but um, I did, really didn't have pushback from my family because they mm-hmm. knew from the moment I got in church, yeah. they saw the change in me mm-hmm. like yeah. immediately. And they knew it was a good thing. Yeah. So there was horrible. never any pushback like, hey man, what are you doing going to church? No, we never had that. Um, mm-hmm. Or I never had that pushback from my family. They just thought that's fantastic. Yeah. God made a change in his life. Yeah. So very happy. And they've never questioned how we've raised our kids. They've mm-hmm. never tried to push anything on our kids. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, we've been very careful to, to keep them involved in, mm-hmm. uh, in our lives, uh, it, you know, Christmas and different activities, always getting together where, you know, mm-hmm. we always want to, to be with them, mm-hmm. um, during I still love everyone. Yeah. 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 But I will say um, just the day-to-day influence, we, um, I think God just allowed us to, you know, to not be close enough to where, to where there was that influence, you know, Mm day-to-day in and out. Uh, So we didn't, we weren't really pressured or felt, uh, you know, 
like we needed to. Um... So my mom didn't come over to watch Ariel and Colton. Um, she was a little bit more distant as far as uh, uh, location goes. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't really around the kids as much. Mm -hmm. And we would have probably been a little bit more guarded if that was right. the case, because mm -hmm. we know that she would be, uh, or the kids would be around cigarette smoking all the time, mm -hmm. um, TV on all the time, and maybe foul, foul language. So mm -hmm. we yeah. didn't really have to push back or, or filter that stuff because it just wasn't in our face right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they've always been very respectful. I mean, they yeah. knew yeah. that what we stood for and they did not try to persuade us differently or, yeah. you know, circumvent that in any way. Yeah. Big word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, did you guys start this when they were like, when you first had Ariel or was it something that you decided kind of like when they were toddlers or kids or later down, was this from the very beginning? It was from the get-go. I would say it's from the get-go. Um, I mean, I read to Ariel when she was in my womb, yeah. I had a Bible uh, you know, a kid's Bible that I mm -hmm. sat by the, um, I, I was on bed rest for half of my pregnancy, oh. um, which was very, that was a shocking, um, uh, experience, <clears throat> but I had, you know, I had a kid's Bible right by my, uh, nightstand and I would read, uh, you know, when I was sitting there on bed rest, I would read the Bible to, to her. I would talk to her in my <laughs> tummy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was a her cause we didn't find <laughs> out, um, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I called her baby K, um, for Kenny, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah, I read to her. And then of course, once I had her nursing and things like that, I mean, we're sitting, we're sitting there together and I'm, I'm reading the Bible to her. So that started, you know, in the womb and, uh, we just, you know, we knew we wanted to limit the amount of time, the exposure that she had to, uh, media, you know, we, we were very direct or pointed or it's not quite the word I'm looking for, but Focus. it, um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me in a minute. Just in the way that we went about uh, sheltering them from mm -hmm. that. I mean, I know we, there were times when we didn't go places because we knew that there would be exposure to, mm -hmm. you know, to those elements that we just didn't, you know, we didn't want our kids to be exposed to. Yeah. Um, so it was very intentional. That's the word I was looking for. We were very <laughs> intentional with it. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, as they got older, you, you know, there are times when you, you kind of loosen up as a parent uh, and then you realize, you know what, I, that's a little, a little too loose and I'm going to mm. rein it back in. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay to do that and say, you know what, I made a mistake here. I, you know, I, I let you watch this and you know, as I sat and watched it with you, I've realized that there are just some, you know, there are some, um, attitudes or mm -hmm. some, mm -hmm. yeah, subtle, subtle messages that are coming yeah. through that I'm not comfortable yeah. with. And, yeah. and here's what, you know, in those types of situations, it really opened the door for us to have those conversations with the kids and say, yeah, yeah this, this is what makes this unattractive to me. And this is what mm -hmm. you need to be, be aware of. Look, you know, take a look at how they're messaging this. They're making it look really cool, if that's what right. it is, you know. Yeah. And and you know, we know that that's not acceptable. That's not, you know, it's not. It's not godly at all. Yeah, not mm -hmm. righteous. Um, yeah. So I think you know, kind of putting them a little bit on the is it the offense? I'm not sure the, what the uh, 
defense. Is that what it is? I'm not a good sports person, but <laughs> you sound like you're going on offense, right? <laughs> right at you, man. Um, you know, like helping them to be more critical, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the mm-hmm. things that they're ingesting, you know, yeah. what, what am I putting in front of me or in front of my eyes? And is that, is that, you know, going to be beneficial? Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Some things aren't holy or unholy. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, there's always that. Um, is this, is this making me better as a person? Yeah. Is it, is it's it right. um, yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, you had mentioned sheltering, and I think it's funny because a lot of people seem to view sheltering as like a negative thing. Like you need to expose your kids to like all these things. Right. And, but like the reality is, is their kids, like they're, they're not, can't handle it. they can't handle it. They don't have the critical thinking skills mm-hmm. yet to be able to analyze what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that's why your insurance goes down when you're 25, because your brain, mm-hmm doesn't fully develop until you're 25 you know around that age yeah it just doesn't you know all the uh, cognitive thinking and processing mm-hmm. and rash decisions it it just i mean it's factual mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean you just you can't just throw them into the fire right throw them into the wolves and say okay you figured it out right, <laughs> right. I, i've i've cried with colton many times yeah saying that i you know, I keep you from this because I love you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want you hurt. Yeah. And I know what this can do to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, please, I just want you to know that I love you, kiddo. That, you know, I'm for you. And I'm not keeping anything good from you. I'm keeping right. that stuff from you. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's learned that. Yeah. Wow. And... I think what's so cool too is that like not only are you guys instilling this in your kids, but you're setting an example for how they're going to parent their mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And so you taking this stand is literally setting your family up for generations. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had good examples for sure. Yeah. Um, my mm-hmm. parents, of course, and other people in the church, so many people that have um, come along beside us um, mm-hmm. through the quizzing program and just other couples that have been so helpful are, you know, of course, Pastor Mooney, fantastic. And now mm-hmm. Pastor Carson, I mean, just, um, you know, so many good influences to, you know, to give us strength and wisdom along the way brother uh chuck Farkas has been mm-hmm. instrumental mm-hmm. yeah fantastic. Um, so much wisdom but so much love mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. such a kind person mm-hmm. and you know he gives the benefit of the doubt to the kids and he mm-hmm. never handles anything rashly he always thinks about things mm-hmm. thoroughly before he you know responds and it's meant a lot that he's done that with our kids yeah and kind um i've never seen him anger but i would say he's slow to <laughs> anger mm-hmm. he's just he's methodical mm-hmm. um how how he sees things and uh just in a loving way loving mm-hmm. christian way so mm-hmm. very good influence on us um you know pastor is up here and he can only do so much to right. the church and that's only for a few hours but when the principal of the school has him for eight hours a day, mm-hmm. 
five days a week, there, there's a lot more influence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That has been a huge impact on our kids too. Mm-hmm. And us. Yeah. yeah. And for our viewers who don't know, Chuck Barkus is the principal of the Calvary Christian school that both of their children attended. Mm-hmm. So. I should have clarified. Sorry. Kitty Collins is now the principal. Mm-hmm. He retired last, last year. Um, mm-hmm. And she's doing a fantastic job yeah. as well. Yeah, so, she is. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to ask you guys, um, if there was another couple that was considering to raise their children in this particular way without influence of media, of pop culture, what kind of advice would you give them? Go to Siberia. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of influence up there. It's too cold to think about anything but food and music. <laughs> I don't know. You can run with it. Um you know, I mean, I do think that you have to incorporate things that are are fun and imaginative in order to, you know, keep, um, you know, keep your kids growing and developing, you know, and, and staying, I guess, in connection with you, you know, doing fun things. Scott mentioned earlier, playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had a pool in the backyard and mm-hmm. we would play kickball, uh, in the evenings in the, in the, in the wintertime, we moved it indoors and we would play kickball indoors <laughs> and we had, yeah, it's not a big house. <laughs> we, don't have a big house we would yeah. move the furniture back and we'd have sock wars fall up. Yep. We did. Yeah. Wars. We had sock wars. Um, <laughs> you know, we just try to keep our kids entertained and active, um, I mean, we reached out in the community for uh, looking for different events, whether it was mm-hmm. uh, symphonies or um, museum. Yep, museums. Or the zoo. Yep, plays mm-hmm. and things like heights. that. We, we went to um, different parks, Holiday yep. Park and Eagle yep. Creek and so many different places. Just mm-hmm. go outside, you know, go for a walk. Go, yeah. go out in nature, you know, go out in the trees and, you know, just. Yeah. Yep. Climb the trees and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just always trying to, and I would recommend that for, um, for parents that are wanting to raise their kids without, you know, outside of that, um, pop culture and, um, the worldly entertainment, you know, make, make your own fun entertainment. Um, Mm -hmm. there's, there are a lot, there are a lot of things to do, a lot to explore and discover. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I, I don't want to forget or fail to mention the importance of, of church life. I mean, right. that is a huge um, mm-hmm. ecosystem in and itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, you know, try to be at the church anytime the doors are open, whether we're, you know, in service or serving in some capacity or, um, you know, whatever it may be, just always trying to be available and there at the church so that our kids are seeing that influence and seeing the faithfulness there and getting mm-hmm. you know, being plugged in and yeah, keeping them involved, plugged yep, in, yep. Um, uh, just making sure their kids are involved in different things. You know, when they have uh, concerts, uh, um, Christmas plays, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that, or or play days where hey, we're going to do this bonfire, you know, cookout thing. Mm-hmm. You know, take the time. Take the time with your kids and go out to it and have fun because they will remember those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, going out hiking, you know, just being outside, your body's moving. Um, It's, yeah, it's a big, Mm -hmm. it's a big thing just to, and and, and not everything has to cost money. That's what I was saying. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we would go to the museum 
when they have a free night, it was mm-hmm. every like the last Thursday of every month, something like that. Mm-hmm. They'd have a free night. And we'd go every time they had the free night. So not everything has to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Spending time with them, um, just you know, playing games, doing stuff with them. They'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Creating those good memories. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it helped you get through that 24 hours. Because <laughs> sometimes that's all you want. I just <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do remember that as as kids when they were young, just trying, mm-hmm. just pushing myself. I mean, it would have been easy at different times to you know to pop them in front of the tube and mm-hmm. you know have a little bit of downtime myself. Mm-hmm. But I would you know just uh, try try to push us as a family to be doing things together, um, and uh, and not you know not succumb to that (laughs) and you know and then put you know putting them to bed and we would you know flop down and you know be like wow okay (laughs) made it it through the day check pulses (laughs) yes right Mm -hmm. right. yeah Yeah. another thing that joey's done is like cooking um Mm -hmm. she would let the kids help her with the cooking and colton really took on to that yeah he does a lot of his own cooking concoction stuff <laughs> it's usually pretty good so yeah. uh, something he got on from from mama just her <laughs> with him there in the kitchen okay you put this ingredient in now do this and yeah it's uh-huh. just yeah. something they happen to be involved in yeah yeah I love that how old um was Colton and the kids when you got them getting more involved in cooking he was young yeah, they were young. I have a picture of Arielle um, in our uh, her first house or the, the house that she was born in, and she's standing on a chair. We're next to the um, stove. She's probably maybe four or five. Yeah, one or five. Yeah, um, and we're making pancakes. Mm-hmm. They're making pancakes for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I tried to keep them in the, you know, in the kitchen with me, you know, at, at an early age, I started, started with them just being able to play with things that were safe, of course, and right. Um, Big knives. <laughs> Sword fighting. Yeah, yeah. Our oldest son is three, and I've been trying to gauge what I can have him help me with and what not to. Um, he's really good with pizza, and he wanted to help today, but I had a big frying pan with oil, and I was like, no, I'm not going to have yeah. you stay in the living room. Yeah, but, um, He, too, is really interested in cooking and helping in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you just need to be able to laugh at things, you know, spilled milk. Yeah. Spilled milk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But still milk when you're having a bad day and things are chaos can turn into mm-hmm. ah, right. Yeah. So just I guess as you get older, you just like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's just still milk. <laughs> Wow. Well, this was all like fantastic advice and fantastic Mm -hmm. insight. We've talked a lot about parenting. Mm -hmm. I would, because this is the counterculture marriage, like to ask you guys a marriage question. Um, So this is the question that we like to ask everyone at the end of an interview is, what is your biggest marriage tip that you would pass along to a couple just getting started that wants to create a healthy, thriving, and Christ-centered marriage? I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um i guess 
couple different things come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly, of course, you know, being faithful um, in your personal, you know, walk with the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly there are, you know, so many good tools out there to help with marriages, godly marriages. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I found helpful was reading. I I just chose to, to read a book about marriage each year. And that was, that's something just to kind of help, you know, help guide, guide our life, guide our marriage. I think it's been helpful. Some of those books then offer prayers that you can pray for your, for your um, spouse, which I think is Mm -hmm. fantastic to be able to pray uh, prayers, you know, for, for your spouse, for your family, very, very direct and, and making time for each other, you know, being able to carve out that time. Um, is is very important for sure. Yeah, you have to take a break from the kids sometimes and just say, okay, it's me and you time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Every year for our important. anniversary, we would go break away. Break. Yeah, we would break away just yeah. for, you know, maybe one or two nights for sure. Yeah. Um, that was very important for us and still is. We still, you know, we still do that. And, and in the marriage, um, you got to remember, men, that she is your princess mm. uh, she's your queen and you need to treat her like that mm. and she may not treat you the same way like the king of your house every time because everyone has bad days but as long as you remember in the back of your mind she is my queen i made this decision to marry her and it's for life it's mm-hmm. not well i'm not feeling right this week she's you know not doing this or that um, no, it's a commitment in, in mm-hmm. your heart that says, this is my partner and I take care of her. She takes care of me and, uh, it's a commitment. Yeah. So for better or for worse, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, divorce was not, you know, not a word that we, I mean, mm-hmm. it still isn't, um, but it's not a word that not we, option. yeah, it's just not an option. Yeah. yeah. If you put that in your mind, that's not an mm-hmm. option. Then you realize I got to work on it then. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Because we got to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. and everything's not, you know, straight, smooth, you know, like <laughs> nice road. It's, it's you know, mm-hmm. bumpy road sometimes. But if you mm-hmm. just realize you both really have the same goal. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, happiness for you and your family. You're serving the Lord. And it's not just about me, me, me. Well, I feel this. Right. But, oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's, well, how do you feel? What can I do to, help your day go better today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I feel like too, um, kind of modern marriages, even, even Christian marriages, a lot, a lot of times, uh, the G word grace, yeah. like so many people never associate that with their marriage, but it's like, if you don't have that understanding and like that lens to view your spouse through mm-hmm. the same way God views us, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like we always say, like, you don't get good enough to get God, you know, God, you know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's true. But we never like extrapolate that over to our partnerships, right. our marriages. It's like, well, uh-huh. she offended me today. So now we're, you know, we're fighting now. And it's like people like you, just like you said, people do have bad days. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to be still a Christian in your marriage and be like, hey, I'm going to forgive you. <laughs> like, I'm going to actually overlook your faults, you know, to, yep. to, to whatever degrees you need to. Right. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to work through this. We're going to come out on the other side because like that magical word intentional, like yes. be intentional with your marriage, mm-hmm. your kids, all that stuff. And I think that's such a powerful aspect of it. It's just have that grace, that understanding, like allow your partner to mess up sometimes. Right. We're not talking about anything major, <laughs> like let them be imperfect, yeah. 
but still yeah. choose to love them through that. I think that's that goes such a long way. Uh, for I think people. it's easy for some people to look at other couples and compare themselves and mm-hmm. say, yeah. oh, that couple, you know, they've got it together. Mm-hmm. They're just right. perfect. It's right. like, no, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone has mm-hmm. their own issues, their own mm-hmm. little quirky things. Mm-hmm. The grass is not greener on the other side. That's exactly right. So <laughs> you got to work through, through your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I heard it said, if the grass is greener, it's just more manure. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to be careful. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. That's good. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much for being on our podcast with us today. This was gold. This was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, not only do I think that this is going to be helpful for other couples listening mm-hmm. to you, but it, it helped us. It blessed us because <laughs> um, we're trying to raise our kids like this too. And so the tips and insight you guys gave tonight were just priceless. Absolutely. And I think it's a testament too, because when you ask someone who's in the middle of raising their kids, like tips and stuff that they're doing. Um, it can be helpful. But when you're talking to someone who has kids that are practically almost out of the house mm-hmm. and they're doing so well. They have uh, the fruit, right? Yes, they have the fruit. <laughs> um, so this was just a really fantastic uh conversation tonight. And yeah, we thank you guys. Thank you so guys much. so much. Yeah, thank you for inviting us on. Yeah. It's been fun Enjoy interacting it. with you and um you know, it, it's just, it's neat to see you guys, what you're doing with your family and, and with this, with this podcast, with this ministry, it's fantastic. We're very impressed with both of you and, and your family and just, you know, very excited about. Need to see you grow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean just because the pizza, you know, <laughs> it helps, but. <laughs> so thank you so much for yeah. having us on. It's, good. it's been an honor. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much, all to our viewers who have been listening today, and we will see you in our next episode. Be blessed.